Welcome back, welcome back everyone to the Confident Bitch Podcast. I'm your host, Diamond. And I'm Jen. And Jen, before we get into our topic today, do you want to go ahead really quickly with the disclaimer? Once again, this is just the disclaimer that neither Diamond or I have any type of psychology background. We are simply speaking from experience, things that my therapist has taught me to continue to grow and become my healed version of myself or continue my healing journey. Okay, so guys, you're going to jump right into it. Our topic today is, are we ever completely healed? So let me start off by saying everyone's healing journey is different. Okay, so we cannot compare our journeys to the next person. We cannot compare it to our parents. We cannot compare it to our grandparents. There is no comparison. So no one should be judged by the way that they go through their healing because there's no right, there's no wrong. There's no time frame. I think you need to go with the flow. I think you need to allow it to happen naturally. Like I tell you guys all the time, Jen and I have not discussed any of our five questions with one another. So you're going to get our answers completely raw, completely on the spot. And so I'm going to jump into my first question to you, Jen. I'm not going to ask you the question if you think people ever really heal. So my question is, where do we go from here? Being that your hurts have traveled with you for decades and it still feels Fresh. That is a great question. And it's something that, like you mentioned, I'm still dealing with it. We came up with this topic because I reached out to you last Friday because I was having a moment. But I think it's just something that we all have to continue to go through because like the trauma never goes away. It might just be triggered in different ways, whether it's through a simple conversation or something more. And I think it's important to feel those feelings. So you don't just push it aside and tell yourself you're past this and you don't need to think about your trauma anymore. I think it's okay to sit with those feelings for a little while. I don't honestly have an answer to how to not make it so raw other than to understand that I'm no longer that person anymore. And I do have complete control of my life. So that's really the only thing I try to continue to tell myself when I'm having those really bad days. Okay, sounds good. My question was very similar to yours. Do you believe someone can ever be completely healed or is it more of a never-ending journey? I think it's more of a never-ending journey. I don't think that anyone just ever completely heals from trauma. I think that as time sets in, you just better know how to live with it. I think it's so unfortunate that as children, so many of us have experienced just so many evil things, so many evil acts. We're born so pure. We're born with no knowing of what's happening out in the world. And so it's just unfortunate when we are introduced to things that we have no control over. So when things happen to us, and then as we become adults, and then we do have control over ourselves, and we do understand that, oh my gosh, this is what was happening to me. I think that we just go through the cycles of grief, and it's the initial shock. And then it's the anger and then trying to figure out how to accept, then having to accept. And then once we get to that stage of having to accept, then we have to figure out, okay, now what does life look like for me? Whereas I can stop delaying my happiness and I can like get back to some sort of happiness that I always deserved, but I thought I was robbed of. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree with you there. My number two, why do you think as humans, we have a hard time? Like, what are we doing to stunt the growth? I love that question. And I think I circle back later in one of my questions to you about this. 
But I think it's because we operate in patterns. We look for love in from different people, but basically in the same ways. So we find ourselves being triggered by certain things and certain people in our lives because we're allowing that treatment, maybe to not the same extent as it was going on before, but we're allowing that treatment to continue. And I think that's what makes the process so hard in terms of healing. It's just that we're not necessarily paying attention to the lessons or the people we're hanging around. We believe we have a quote unquote type or, but it's really just a pattern of what we've learned to accept in love and what we think love looks like. Because I think some of us think if someone's too nice to us, then what's the ulterior motive? At least for me, that's how I am sometimes. Interesting that you say pattern. That is so true. It's just like, when we're dating as women, so we're looking for our father. As men, we're looking for someone that's like similar to our mother. You don't have to go after what you were used to. Especially, you have to be able to recognize that even though it's your mom, that does not mean that your mom's not toxic. That does not mean that your mom isn't a bad person. Because you built a tolerance level for the behavior. That does not mean that you should go out here and then for a man, for an example, go wife a woman that's similar to your mom. If you consider that as a strong woman, in which it's abusing authority type of strength. So we need to redo, and you said it best, we need to recognize patterns and we need to stop making excuses because they're so close of a family member, for an example, a mother or a father or a grandmother who helped raise us that they get a pass. They don't get a pass. Exactly. And I'm really hoping with this new generation, now that we're actually talking about mental health, toxic behaviors or non-toxic behaviors, that we can actually start to understand what that means. Because I think for so long, when stuff has happened in your family, you're just like, oh, that's my dad. That's my uncle. That's my mom. That's whoever it is. And that's your excuse for them. But to make sure that you don't normalize it for yourself and it becomes the new normal to you. Okay. So do you have days when all of your past traumas or insecurities hit you? And how do you handle those days? Oh my gosh. Yes. I would be lying if I said no. Yes. 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 Traumas. No, but insecurities. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. The biggest thing that I'm learning is time and how important time is and that I cannot get it back. If I worry about tomorrow, next week or next year, they are going to work themselves out accordingly. Let me just tell you how the law of attraction and just how things work. When it's meant for you, it doesn't really require you like that. You're just the vessel. All you need to do is just maneuver through the best way you know, but it doesn't need you to figure out all the major bumps and bruises. So I say that to say, don't put too much into your insecurities and traumas in terms of your energy. We can't erase anything, okay? So I'm not telling you to erase anything. What I'm telling you is to to get to your happiness. Let's preserve our energy and how we look at things. So the mindset shift theory is so important. You have to have it in order to, like the law of attraction, in order to attract the things that you actually want out of life versus you keep attracting the things that you're like, I, I don't want that. I keep saying I don't want that and I keep getting it. Exactly. But also something my therapist taught me that I think applies because we were talking about this with you a few weeks ago too, is that you should never have to force anything in your life. If it seems so difficult that nothing's working out, take a step back and see what the universe presents you with. Because like for you, 
look what, what, what turned around and got some amazing deal in like something that you didn't even ask. That's not how you were expecting it to come. You weren't going to go tackle it that way, even if you thought it could be an option. But look at it now. So I think it's just remembering that the universe happens and we can't force things upon into our lives. So to the listeners, understand this. Whatever it is you're going through in your life, you have to pay attention to the signs. So if there is a roadblock in your life and you feel like you're stuck, but then there's a, a sign that says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to get you through it. Don't think, like, just keep going. Don't think like, okay, but my mind tells me this. No, it's not about your mind. It's not about, it's not about any of that. It's about what's supposed to show up for you and happen. And if it's supposed to, like you said, my grandma always says this. She always says that when it's meant, it works out smoothly. Even if there are bumps that comes along, it still works out smoothly because the universe will provide for that. You have to do. So I love that. All of our insecurities are technically things that someone else told us was wrong with us. Not something that we ever believed at first. Your insecurities, it's probably really not. She was just something that one person may not like about you. And it's not your job to make everyone happy. That's true. That's true. Okay, Jen. So number three, do your troubles outweigh your happiness? And if so, what do you think you need to do to change that around? Do you feel that you can really follow your own advice and put it into action? I don't believe my troubles outweigh my happiness. I believe I have more happier days than unhappy days. But I think it's like I mentioned before about patterns and who I surround myself with, the people that I allow into my life. I've noticed the same people that are keep that keeps triggering me from my past. So I'm learning that some people are not meant to be your forever friends. Some people do need to move on with. And I think that's kind of my problem. I don't like letting go of people. But there's certain people from my past that are not good influences on me that bring out the worst in me or let me have my expectations really low. I need to pass that in order to continue my healing process and to move on. What do you mean by you don't like to let go of people? Like, what does that mean? And what does that look like to you? Like friendships, anything like that. When you're in my life, it usually means that I see something special in you. I see good in you. But I think I tend to see good in just about everybody. And it tends to make me blind almost to so many of the negative things that people bring into my life that I just don't want to see. So letting go becomes hard because I don't want to end our friendship. I don't want to not ever talk to you again because in my mind, I've invested so much time into you. I prefer to be by myself and have my peace than to try to work off of your potential. And it never gets there because I want more for you than you want for yourself. And I think that it's because I've been doing so much research on like the mind shift of wealthy people. I'm thinking like the person that built from scratch, what is that one thing that they prioritize? What is important in its time? That's all it is when it comes down to it. time. And themselves. And, and them, yeah, and themselves. Now, for me, I've always said to myself, oh, yeah, I definitely want to be when it's all said and done a wealthy person. What I categorize within that is, though, my time, but my time spent well. That means, like, my children are going to be on the back burner for it. Like, my children, like, for an example, I have a meeting coming up, but my son is out of school for the holidays. He's going with me. <laughs> I'm exactly. not shucking and jiving him off somewhere. No, he's good. He's going with me. If not, then I can't do the meet. 
Not right now. So I I never, because when you think about when you look at these very wealthy, but they're super, super old now, and they'll say like, you know, what's one thing you regret? They regret the times that they should spend with their family. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything. If I'm supposed to be wealthy, I'm still going to be wealthy. It might take me a little bit longer because I have to stop and go, stop and go because I have a family, I have children, but so be it because I want to be there and I don't want to throw it in my face that all you did was, you know, you were out, you didn't pay attention. You didn't show up. No, I don't want that. I don't want them to feel like that. That's where you start triggering at an early age. You start triggering those mental health issues amongst your children. And there's no excuse for that because you're the adult. But what I have started to realize, though, in my process, though, is I'm not letting you go or you're not letting me go. I'm letting you go. I gave you all this magic because I saw all the potential, all the greatness that I believe you can be. I just need to understand to myself that or get myself to understand that it's not my job to make everyone be a success or to make everyone be a good person at the end of the day. I've done what I can. I was your friend. I gave my best and I gave my all, but I can't give you any more than that. For myself, I need to eventually just move on. Good. Good for you. I love it. I love it. My question number three for you. Do you ever notice a pattern of lessons you continue to experience until you decide to make a real change? Absolutely. So marriage hasn't necessarily been a thing for me. My parents have been married for 34 years. I feel like I've been in that marriage. It's made me want to go the opposite. Maybe I'll just do the Oprah Stedman thing. Just have a lifelong partner. That'll work. My boyfriend who I'm with now, I've had that conversation with him from the beginning. If marriage is important for you, like do not let me hold you up. It's not the most important thing for me. And so I've been extremely honest about that. And I don't believe in robbing anybody of it who wants it. I don't believe in that. I focus on what the outside of everything looks. Because if you're doing good financially, then you can provide a certain type of lifestyle. If you have a certain physique, I did not focus on what was good for me inside, internally. So although I focused on going after what I thought was my case, I suffered emotionally in getting that. After I had my son, his father was in a car accident, made me a single mom. And so I said to myself, so I went four years healing. Okay. I, I had to figure out diamond. I had to be reborn in a way and saying, okay, now you're a different diamond because you have a child and you're a single mom diamond. So one, you have to be careful who you're bringing around your child. Two, you have to be careful who you're bringing around yourself because if they're poisonous to you, then that's going to affect how you parent your child. Because you're going to be so always wrapped in your feelings that you can't pay attention to your child and their needs and wants. I just went through the groundwork of just suffering in my emotion and how I felt. I'm going to try being with someone who's actually good for my soul. I said to myself, I don't care if they, now they need to work, but they don't have to come already a six figure or more salary figure because they can grow to that. What I need to focus on is what I can provide for myself and my child. If I want six figures, I need to get six figures. I can't focus on being with someone that has that or more, but then they are, you bite into their apple and then nothing but worms come out of them. No sweetness. It's just nothing but bitterness. So that's what I did. I got with my boyfriend who does well for himself. When he took himself out of that, he started soaring. He's doing really good for himself. I'm so proud of him. Literally, I've watched him rise to stability. And I did not judge him. I focused on 
how did he make me feel as a person? How did he make my child feel? Because if I'm not empty, but I am happy internally, I can go out here and I can acquire everything because I'm happy. I'm not unhappy. And so he came in my life totally different than what I was used to. So to answer your question, of course, when you stick with the same type of patterns, you're going to get the same type of thing. You want something different. You got to change it up. Yes. And to add on to you, because I've never, ever gone after a guy for money, because I've always thought if you have money, that means you can control me. So I've always been the breadwinner. I've never wanted anyone to be able to provide for me because I don't want anyone telling me what I can and cannot do. But I realized it's more than that. Yes. I want to feel the right things, but I also like, I want you to, to, to feel like you love me, but I also want to feel like you want to provide for me because that's what you want to do. Because when I'm with someone, I want to provide for them. I want them to provide for me. So I want it to be a more equal and balanced relationship. Very good. Okay. So my number four to you, Jen, is do you remember what you told me when I asked you a while ago, if you wanted kids? Yes, I do. Okay. Are you comfortable sharing what your answer was, as well as explaining to the listeners why you feel this way? I think it's a lot of insecurities. I see how I was parented, some of the way love was shown or not shown to me. And I just don't want to make those same mistakes, but not even just those same mistakes, because I know my dad has loved me with all of his heart. It's not that my dad doesn't love me, but I also know the insecurities I feel through a man's love and what I think love looks like. And I'm worried. I'm terrified, actually. I'm going to screw my child up worse than me because I'm going to either overshadow them with love and they're going to be a horrible person because they're just going to be selfish and do whatever they want. Or they're going to be insecure like I am and desperately want love all the time. And it's it's a horrible feeling. And I just don't want anyone to. I don't want for a child to feel like that. Do you feel that there's a void, though, in not having a child? Yeah, I do. Because I I love kids. I get along with kids all the time. The second there's kids around, I always want to play. And a friend, an old friend of mine, he had a child and we were really close. Unfortunately, we don't speak anymore. And that has broken my heart. It kind of feels like I lost my own child when we stopped talking. So it is a void for sure. I think when you're not in marriage and you have a child, Both partners have to learn how to communicate and agree on certain parenting styles that you will continue to go on with as opposed to I do my thing and you do yours. Okay, so I don't ever want to make you feel uncomfortable. But do you remember Jenny Mai? Jenny was married. She wasn't married to Jeezy. Jeezy is the rapper. He's a rapper. She was married to someone else that she had been with for a long time. She said she never wanted kids. Then... She ended up getting a divorce. So she ended up divorcing him, getting with Jeezy. And then instantly, I don't know if it was before the marriage or right after the marriage, got pregnant and was over the moon. Yes, but I think mine's a little more complicated than that. My mom also died giving birth to me. So that is something that also scares the crap out of me. And I'm already older than her than when she died. And I don't want to leave my child behind or be my partner to someone is not up to what I would consider my standards as a parent to replace me. Wow. Yes, that's very different. I'm so sorry. Understood. Understood. My next question for you, though, is through personal experience, I have noticed that I have increased my standards of how I allow people to treat me based on 
more of the healing I've done and the more I've gotten to know myself. Would you agree that the same goes for you? Like you've noticed that your standards have drastically gone up or changed in any way? Since I've met new people or? No, just like as you're going through your healing journey, like what you used to tolerate now you no longer tolerate. Yes. I had my second child January of this year, fourth. It was some people that put me through a lot after having her that are considered family. They were so bullish to me and my daughter. They made me feel like they were the law or something. They made me feel like they could just take my child. It was just so much. And so I had to start putting boundaries. I got with my boyfriend, my daughter's father. We sat down, we talked. I put my foot down. I said, enough is enough. I have to be the best that I can be. Not just for myself, for the children, but you want me to be the best that I can be for you as well. This is what has to like take place so that we can get there. And dealing with these particular people, not only did I have to set boundaries with them, but they helped me. Now, I'm forever grateful for the situation because I can step out of it and I can kind of see it a little bit more clear. They helped me place boundaries everywhere in my life that needed boundaries. So through, to your point, I was going through a lot of turmoil. For me, that I particularly was going through, I'm just telling you that these are the things that I'm going through. And I was weaning myself off of my antidepressants. I mean, we had a lot going on here, right? Yeah. I had to figure out what healing looked like, but then within the figuring out what healing looked like, oh, honey, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. So that's why I say now, okay, listeners, I wasn't always the bitch side of the confident bitch. I was just calm and stressed out and I was a doormat. Now I am the bitch side of it, but not bitch like uh, a mean, nasty bitch. A bitch more like, no, the answer is no. And when I say no, I want you to come back and say, but when? There is no but when. I'll tell you if there is ever going to be a but when, but right now it is no. And then move on. Like that type of bitching. Like I'm just just straight up direct because unfortunately people need you. Pe- people don't know how to read between the lines now. Okay. They need you to be straight up and direct. They, they really do. All right, Jen. So number five, girl, let's get into our conclusion. Do you ever wonder what a healed and whole version of yourself would look like? And if so, who is that woman? And what are three realistic steps you can take as of yesterday to become that woman? I need to think about a little more because I know parts of it. I want her to be confident to be completely stable. I've always Having a career has always been important to me. Making sure I can take care of myself has always been important to me. But also understanding my worth is another big thing that I would want to fully understand because I try to give the best to everyone I love. So I still definitely have some work to do on that. I think that's the one thing I need to tackle is understanding that I'm not asking for too much. So realistically, the second part of the question, realistically, what would be three realistic steps that you could start doing that you would love to do? So it would not just be a real quick thing. It would become more of like a ritual, like an everyday thing for yourself. What would be three realistic steps that you could take to get towards that less insecure, more confident? financially, mentally, emotionally stabled woman and whatever else you feel that you want to be? One, I think I definitely need a proper routine. I do this thing where I wake up and I do my routine for like a week and a half and then I go back to not doing it. But I think a proper routine, bedtime routine and morning routine 
because it's also a part of like working out for me. I recently started working out and I do notice that I feel a lot better even if I force myself to go to the gym and not allowing other people's perception of me or what I believe other people's perception of me overtake what I actually think of myself. Like, I think I doubt myself way too much that I need to. I'm smart. I think I just need to learn to believe in myself more and actually love myself in terms of taking care of myself. fully. So I don't know about the third one yet, but I'll work on that. I like it. I love it. Okay. So my last question to you is what advice would you give someone on one of those days where everything just seems too much? I would say take a break. I'm not going to give you the advice that I just recently did a TikTok on this. And it's like, sometimes like, this is not the day to just push through. This is the day to take a break. This is a day to take a break because the world is a lot to consume every day from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. Okay. Then you're a part of that. So then you have all that's going on in your life. Take a break. Sometimes don't go on social media. You can take a break. Don't be a what I miss, what I miss kind of person. You didn't miss anything. You dodged a bullet because maybe you would have saw something that would have just added even more fuel to the fire that was already up. In. Okay, so take a break. If you have the flexibility with your job, whatever, and you have a good job where they actually prioritize in which I know that a lot of companies, Apple being one, started prioritizing like around the pandemic, your mental health days and you not being penalized for saying, Hey, today, like I need one of those. Take one of those. If you have that, that's my biggest advice. When it's just one of those days that just seems overwhelming. I do it a lot. I have to take a pause, even though I have a million things do a million things to do. I'm just one person. And if you don't have me, then I can't do any. Exactly. I love that. I love that. And I hope we eventually get to the day in the world or this country where Everyone can have a job where they can take a day because I think we all deserve, I don't care what financial situation you're in, I think we all deserve a day to just do something we want to make ourselves feel better because I I don't think having money has anything to do with that. And that really does enrage me sometimes when I see people with lower paying jobs that aren't allowed to take a day off because life is going to hell for them and they just have to suck it up and deal with it. And you know what would be like just so amazing is if, like you said, one day if it was like implemented, like with these companies that like the employers also, they support that. Mm-hmm. So like they, they give you like that extra bonus or that something to say, hey, like, you know, here's a gift card to a spa or here's a, how can, here's, let me pay for a day for you. Like, what will that look like? What do you want to do from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, like to give that to people. I mean, it would just like, you want better workers. <laughs> you want people to love your job. You want people to love, keep making you rich. Then like take care of them. Exactly. You know, like, I, just, I think that that would help so much. And that would just cut down so much friction because people need to feel good about what they're doing. And I just think that, yeah, that would be my answer. So I love that. thank you. All right. So to wrap this up, Jen, this has been a really good conversation. As always, you know, I love getting your input because you and I come from two different backgrounds and two different walks of life. And we are merging and we're merging in a non-competitive, in a non-judgmental, but just more so in a healthy, loving space. And that is what we are here to provide to all of our listeners. It's just a loving, healthy space. So as always, comment. If you want to reach out to us individually, we'll 
post all of the socials. If you have any questions, if there is any specific topics you want us to discuss, let us know. We'll ask our five different questions and give as much feedback as possible. But again, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. We got Thanksgiving first and Christmas, and then we have Thanksgiving. So have a wonderful holiday season. Yes. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.